Welcome to the Rod Langway Fan Club Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Roman. This is a special edition. This is our playoff preview. I'm joined by a couple of co-hosts, Mr. Mark Chechnita. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And Mr. John Snowden. Yeah, my playoff beard is, it's coming in, it's coming in fiery, but it's going to take a couple of weeks to really come to, you know, it's fullness, it's proper fullness. You know the Jets missed the playoffs, right? I know, but I'm still growing it. I absolutely love this time of year. I'm like a kid in the candy store. Uh, what a crazy regular season. Should we get into the regular season here? Eh, I don't know, Jeff. I, f- I feel like there's a lot of exciting stuff that's happening right now. Why are we going to look back? Yeah, we're in the throes of the playoffs. Let's stick to what is pressing at the moment. All right. Well, let's agree that we will come back. Usually this is our season finale, but let's come back at some point in the playoffs and give uh, some thoughts in the regular season because it was pretty incredible. It, it was. It, it really was. And, you know, usually we would also be coming out with this show a little earlier. Uh, there should be our playoff preview. I understand that uh, the playoffs have already started. We did have a little bit of a COVID uh, brush up. That's right. That guy you've been spending all your time with, DJ Red Light. Yeah. Ready. Told you he was a bad influence. Yeah, ready. Ready. But yes, it's uh, it's a bad time of year in Taiwan. But uh, right as of right now, we're all safe and healthy. That's right. Except for ready. It is nice to get a, a, a bit of a break from him as well. I bet. And we're just on the heels of Rod Langway's birthday, guys. Yeah, great timing, Uh, Rod. If you're out there listening, which, of course, I dream you are, but you probably aren't. uh, Happy birthday. You are one of the greats, my friend. 65 years young. Yeah, isn't that amazing? When we first wished Rod a a happy birthday, he was turning 60, and that was five years ago. So, wow, how time flies. He doesn't look a day over 60. No, he doesn't. Let's get right to it. Let's begin in the Eastern Conference. Uh, The first seed, the Florida Panthers versus the Washington Capitals. Yeah, I think it's only fair to our listeners, uh, you know, being that the, the series have already started, to get our picks out first before we really start to break it down so boys who did you guys pick to win this one and in how many games uh i went with the florida panthers in five games i gave a little bit more respect to the capitals uh i gave them one more win but i have the panthers in six well mark i uh, i'm gonna copy you i also said the panthers in six probably a trend starting here and john what are you watching for in this series Yes, the Florida Panthers, the President's Trophy winner. Uh, Is it a curse or is it a blessing? I guess we will see. This team was so dynamic offensively. They were outscoring opponents by pretty wide margins. Um, Part of the problem, though, I think, with this team is that they were often sort of scoring themselves out of deficits. Uh, Defensively, they were kind of middle of the pack throughout the regular season, So is this the kind of team that can really win a championship? They're kind of a green team. They haven't won a playoff series since 1996. And they're playing, you know, a battle-hardened Stanley Cup champion in the Washington Capitals. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a lot of questions. What do you think, Jeff? For me, the big narrative in this series is goaltending. The Florida Panthers have Sergei Bobrovsky in net. Um, He's had a pretty good regular season, but he's not really known as a playoff performer i know he was in net when uh, columbus upset tampa bay but overall his numbers haven't been great you have the young gun right mark 
Spencer Knight is the blue chip prospect who will one day lead this team. Um, the question is when, maybe as soon as this playoff uh, battle, if things don't go their way. Exactly. So that's the, really the big question in net for Florida. Then Washington, they have Vanacek and Samsonov. I was curious to see who they would start. Vanacek got the call in game one. Of course, they uh, ended up winning game one. And um, I wonder if they'll stick with him. I can't imagine they wouldn't. He only gave up a couple of goals. He was pretty solid. Uh, I think he's going to have a fairly long rope unless he lets in some bad goals that cost him the game. I think we could see him for most of the series. Yeah, slightly surprised. Sam Sonoff had uh, the higher pedigree going into the season, but Vanacek has been, I would say, slightly more consistent. Absolutely. Throughout the regular season, he was the guy. And Mark, what's the X factor in this series for you? Well, it has to be Aaron Ekblad and specifically his health. He's missed a lot of time. He's coming back for the playoffs. Is he 100%? Can he give them 80% of what Aaron Ekblad's capable of? They're not the deepest team on the back end. Great forwards, but uh, once you get past Ekblad, you don't really have any other all-star caliber defensemen, so they're going to need him to be close to his normal level because Washington will not roll over for them. Ekblad, a uh, Rod Langway mustache award winner. Absolutely. At the uh, midseason. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a fantastic series. Yeah, Washington leads 1-0. We'll see how Florida can answer. Next up, the series that I'm really watching closely, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs take on the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Let's get the picks out of the way. I am going to say Tampa Bay in six. It just kills me to say that. Well, I mean, the Leafs won't lose a series unless it's in seven games, so I'm going to say T-Bay in seven. Uh, This might be a surprise to both of you, but I'm going with the Leafs in seven. Really? Yeah. Tell me about that. Well, uh, you know, of course, the popular narrative has been that the Lightning are the champions. They're the battle-tested team. This is their time to shine. They're going to turn it up another notch in the playoffs, and the Leafs are the chokers. We all remember what happened last season against the Montreal Canadiens in the first round. But I feel like this is a different Leafs team this year. Uh, I watched a lot of their games in the regular season because of fantasy hockey, and I was very impressed at how their star players are playing a 200-foot game particularly Austin Matthews. Uh, Obviously, he also scored a bucket load of goals this year, breaking 60. But I just feel like they've made some nice additions. They look pretty healthy. And I just think that the Tampa Bay Lightning have a lot of miles on them in these last two playoff runs. They played a lot of hockey, and they weren't really themselves the whole year. And yeah, maybe they could turn it up a notch in the playoffs. But after watching Game 1, it kind of confirmed some of my suspicions about Tampa Bay not being the same team they were the last few years. So I think that they're ripe for the picking and the Leafs are ready to shine here. And John, how do you see it? Well, I would agree that we do all remember what happened last season with the Toronto Maple Leafs, but we also remember what happened the season before against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And we remember all of the disappointing before, losses. Before, yeah, before, before, before. They before, choke before. every year. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. That's, but again, these are past events. But I mean, it's happened so many times. And I, I, I don't disagree with you. This team does feel a little different. They have, they have more confidence, and I do think they have a better defense core than they've had in the past. But I am not going to pick them to win until they prove that they can win a playoff series. You know, I'll believe it when I see it. And uh, if they win the playoff series, then I'm going to open the book on them as a real contender. But until they do that, not picking them. Fair enough. I can understand that completely. For me, it comes down studs versus studs. Uh, Steve Stamkos versus John Tavares. A couple of Toronto boys. Uh, I think that's a match made in heaven. You look at Kucherov, Hedman, Point. Then the Leafs come back with Marner and uh, Nylander. Riley, uh, I think it's going to be so much talent and so much fun to watch. 
I guess that Austin Matthews guy just doesn't make it for you. Hey, didn't even <laughs> yes, mention his name. Uh, 60 goals, uh, the highest scoring uh, season ever by an American player, uh, Rocket Richard Trophy winner, Austin Matthews. He needs a big playoff. He had a great game one. We'll see if he can keep it up. I think the last final parting shot that we have to give is the goaltending as well. Vasilevsky is, you know, one of the best in the world and Campbell is unproven, but uh, if they can, if he can play somewhat close to Vasilevsky's level, not better than, but if he's in the same stratosphere, then the Leafs might have a shot here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Tampa Bay Lightning did not look very good in game one whatsoever. It was an absolute drubbing and a little embarrassing, especially for a defending Stanley Cup champion. They did answer back in game two with a pretty decent win of their own. We've got a series now. Let's see how it goes. Okay, well, let's head down to the other end of this bracket. And uh, the Carolina Hurricanes taking on the Boston Bruins is an intriguing series, I think. And I really do believe this is the year that Carolina finally gets over that hump and knocks out Boston and makes a run in the playoffs. That's right. Boston has had their number uh, in the last few seasons. Uh, I'm going to go with the Canes in six. Yeah, Canes in seven for me. Yes, I do have to agree. I'm going to go Carolina in six as well, Jeff. I love this Carolina team. I did pick them to win the Stanley Cup. I think Rod the Bod is a great coach. I think their offensive depth is scary, and I love their defense too. They have offense back there. They have defense back there. Uh, I think this is a team that's primed to win the Stanley Cup, but I think we would be foolish to discount the Boston Bruins entirely. That top line of Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marchand, I'm sure would love to show up some of these young kids and show them what playoff hockey is all about. All right. Well, I'm sticking with my original pick, which was the Tampa Bay Lightning. But uh, as far as this series, I know, John, I cannot get over the the depth of these two teams. Uh, I think that's what's going to win the series, ultimately. Carolina's lines are absolutely ridiculous. You look at Sebastian Ajo and uh, Svechnikov. They got the young kid Jarvis. Man, they've got Domi, Trocek, Tovinen, Torovainen, sorry, uh, Niederreiter. Even the, the fourth line has a uh, cock and yemi. Uh, the forward depth of this team is ridiculous. Although I do feel like their mojo is slightly off. I know it seems weird for a team to have won their, their division to say that, but I felt like there's something missing from this team. We'll see. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. I do think they're a great young up and coming team. Boston. What do you think of Boston's depth? Do you think DeBrusque and Halla and uh, Taylor Hall have enough to do it? I think that their depth is not quite on Carolina's level. Uh, but you mentioned about something missing from Carolina, and I think about Freddie Anderson, who's not healthy to start the playoffs, and uh, that could become a factor in the series if it goes deep. Hopefully he can get back at some point. Uh, Antti Ranta hasn't been that good this year. He's had his injury problems as well, so I think goaltending is going to be a big story for Carolina. Yes, uh, absolutely, especially with him getting run by Pasternak in Game 2, and now he's out as well, so they're going with uh, Piotr Kochekov. Uh, he had a little uh, dust up with Brad Marchant and, uh, you know, he got the win. So the Canes are up to nothing. But yeah, I mean, if these guys are going to go on a deep run, certainly goaltending could be an issue. And for Boston, too. Uh, Linus Lamarck started the first game. Didn't look great. Uh, do they come back with him again or do they switch it over to Jeremy Swayman? Uh, either way, those are not guys who are proven in the playoffs. So this is not the old Bruins with Tuka Rask or Tim Thomas. You know, this is a, a new age of goaltending for Boston. Yeah, we'll see if one of those goalies can step up. And we have one more series in the East here, and it is a doozy. The New York Rangers versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's hear your picks, boys. I got the New York Rangers in seven. I'm going with the Rangers in six. Yeah, Rangers in six sounds good to me as well. I mean, before we break this down, uh, game one has just taken place, and what a 
game it was. A triple overtime beaut. Yeah, what a game. Those guys must be exhausted. Igor Shostorkin with the second most saves in NHL history. Unfortunately, in losing effort for the Rangers, it got a little ugly for a while. Um, there was a nasty hit by Ryan Lindgren, forcing Ricard Raquel to leave the game. Lindgren later, later left the game, came back, left again. Big loss for the Rangers. But uh, yeah, lots of scoring chances, crazy goal mouth scrambles, and triple OT to start the first round is always exciting. So this is going to be a great series, I think. John, yeah. what are the storylines of this series? Well, I mean, you can't you can't talk about the series without talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, this might be Evgeny Malkin's last year as a Pittsburgh Penguin. They are going to be playing hard for him, and he got the game winner. So, I mean, that says something. Um, so, I mean, you got to think about Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Rusty, Brian Rust. Um, these guys are going to want to play as hard as they ever have because this could be it for this core. And I mean, they're they're playing against a team that was in the midst of a rebuild. I think we can, we can say confidently that the rebuild is over. I mean, the New York Rangers have arrived. They are a young and exciting team, and uh, they have a lot to prove as well. So, I mean, I think that's the main storyline here. It's going to be great to watch. For me, it comes down to goaltending in this series. Uh, Shesterkin, Vesna-like season, right? Shesterkin has been so good all year. And you look at the Penguins, Jari being out. Uh, what a shame. And so they go to DeSmith, and then DeSmith ended up leaving game one. And Louis Domingue, quite a chef I hear, but uh, <laughs> Louis Domingue comes in and uh, preserves the victory. We'll see if DeSmith can go. Um, it's hard to say what's going to happen in that Pittsburgh net, and they really need a good goaltender, especially going up against arguably the best in the league. Mark, what, what are you looking for? Well, I look at the untapped potential of some of these young Rangers. And you look at a guy like Keandre Miller, a guy like Braden Schneider on the back end. Um, and then up front, you've got former first overall Alexi Lafreniere. You've got former second overall Capo Caco. These guys are just scratching the surface. Sometimes these young players, they start their great surges in playoff series and become legends. And if even one of these guys can really break out in the playoffs, that could give the Rangers the boost necessary to make a deep run. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, what do you guys say we take a little break? A little word from our sponsors? Sure. Do we have any left? Let's do it. Nothing is more valuable than you and your family security. Here at Elder Sibling Systems, your security is our business. We've got the best home security systems. We've got a team of security enforcement agents ready to respond anytime any place. We've got a network of security and information technicians that know you inside and out. We've got your phone number. We've got your address. We've got your work history, social media history, and browser history. We know the route you took to work this morning. We know what you did in Vegas and why you had to burn those pants. We are watching you right now. So give us a call. The number's on your screen. Just hit dial. Don't delay. We've got your best interests at heart. We've also got your pet. <laughs> 
welcome back. Thank you to our sponsors. And we are moving along with our playoff predictions of the Western Conference. Where shall we begin? Well, let's begin at the top with the Colorado Avalanche versus the Nashville Predators. Uh, picks here. I'm going with a sweep for the Colorado Avalanche. Ooh, uh, I'm saying Nashville is going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Avs are going to win in five. I, of course, picked the Avs to win the Cup start of the year. I'm sticking with them, of course. Uh, I think that somehow, some way, the Preds steal a couple games. Maybe Saros comes back, gets hot. But Avs in six. Well, I mean, that's a big story, right? I mean, Nashville losing UC Saros. Um, you know, he's been the backbone of their team for a couple seasons now. And they went with big save Dave Riddick in game one, and he didn't make too many big saves. And then they switched over to Connor Ingram, who, you know, a, a decent prospect. He played pretty well in the AHL, but he is going to have to play out of his mind to stop such a hockey superpower like the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Darcy Kemper, I think, has been a great goaltender for the Colorado Avalanche. He's, they got him for one year, and there were some questions. Was he the solution? He was great down the stretch. In game one, he only let in one goal. So, yeah, I mean, I think that Colorado has the advantage there, just like they do everywhere else. It's going to be very difficult for Nashville to climb this mountain without their backbone in UC Saros. I think Jeff could have strapped on the pads for game one for the Avs. And they probably would have been okay. Uh, it's all about the offense. That forward group is the elite of elite. I mean, you got Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, uh, Nazem Kadri had a career year. Valerina Chuskin was hot down the stretch. Burakovsky's got some offense to his game. You know, perennial 50-point guy. Uh, they added Arturi Lekin at the deadline, who's a nice offensive contributor and plays a great 200-foot game. But for me, the straw that stirs the drink, it's the captain. He's back. Gabriel Landeskog throwing out hits, making plays in front of the net. It begins and ends with him. I think he's their emotional leader. And with him back and looking strong in game one, I think they're going to be an absolute wrecking ball in the playoffs, and they're not going to stop. How about Nathan McKinnon? Sure, no, he's their best player. But as far as his playoff hockey leadership and offensive skills, I just love Gabriel Landeskog and how well his game translates to playoff hockey. For me, the big story in this series is the battle of the Norris Trophy defenseman. Uh, Roman Yossi, what a year. 96 points. 96 points this guy put up. And of course, on... Colorado, you have Kale McCarr, and Kale McCarr put up 86 points. This guy is dynamic. I think one of the most fun things about this series is seeing which of those two guys steps up the most for his team. Yeah, they're both a treat to watch, and wow, how about that first uh, first goal on McCarr, his oh. first goal of the playoffs? Oh. Video game. It didn't even look like a human out there. Yes, it was a machine. beauty. Oh, wow. I mean, this is why we love playoff hockey so much. What a goal. Yeah, now, if you're Nashville, you got to keep this series physical, right? They can play that physical game, so maybe they can kind of grind them down, keep it close. We'll see. I don't think they can keep up with the Avs. Like, you got to be able to catch up to them to hit them. I just don't know if it's going to be possible. Yeah, yeah. they're two 40-goal uh, scorers, Duchesne and uh, Forsberg. They're need to do something yeah i mean they may need to score 40 goals to overcome this team it's gonna be tough let's stay in the central division this is a cracker of a series the st louis blues take on the minnesota wild i've gone with the blues i think it's gonna go to the the distance though i'm gonna i'm gonna say them in seven i agree uh blues in seven it's a shame one of these teams have to lose in the first round i think they're both worthy teams that could make a run but uh st louis has the edge with the uh experience i think yes i'm gonna go st louis in six and i think it all comes down to experience i mean i love this st louis team they are a team that won the stanley cup not too long ago 
let's not forget. And I mean, Tarasenko is back in form after his history of injuries. He is he's ready to go. Um, Robert Thomas has arrived on the scene. Great playmaking forward. Um, and this Minnesota core, this core, I mean, I, re- I really love the core. They had a great season. They were quite successful. Kaprizov was amazing. But in terms of playoff performance, I just don't think they have the experience under their belt. I mean, not yet. I know Kaprizov had a great game, too. And, and you know, the series is knotted up now. But, you know, I'm still going to pick St. Louis here. Okay, well, the narrative that I'm looking at is sort of uh, the star power of Kaprizov in Minnesota versus the, the, the scoring by committee in St. Louis. And right. I think that's really going to be an interesting matchup. Kaprizov, 47 goals, 61 assists, 108 points. Wow. This guy, I think, is the best player in the series. He got a hat trick in game two. Right. But St. Louis, I mean, wow, they had probably, what, five guys that got 70 points? I mean, wow, this team can score, but there's, they don't really have that dynamic game breaker. So this is going to be an interesting series to watch. Yeah, and we got to talk about the goaltending. I think we're going to possibly see four goalies in this series, depending on how things go. With St. Louis, Villa Huso stole that job halfway through the season. He has not looked back. He's been excellent. But if they do falter, they do have Stanley Cup winning goalie Jordan Bennington, who could be called in at some point. Uh, he wasn't very good down the stretch, though. And then you look at Minnesota, you've got... Marc-Andre Fleury, with all of his experience, he got the game one start. Can't blame him for that loss. But I think that Cam Talbot had a good year as well. And if things do turn badly for Minnesota here early going, you could turn to Talbot. So we could see all four goalies in this series because it'd be interesting. Yes, it is nice for Minnesota to have Talbot to fall back on. Uh, But I think we're all picking St. Louis nonetheless. It is tied up now. It's going to be a competitive series. So I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's time to migrate to the bottom of this bracket. And we got the Calgary Flames and the Dallas Stars. I think for me, this is a slam dunk. Uh, I think the Stars steal one, but Flames in five relatively easily. I'm also going with the Flames in five. Um, Well, that's funny. The Rod Langway Fan Club podcast agrees. Flames in five. Group think strikes again. Yeah. No, but really, guys, uh, there are a few interesting storylines here. Uh, I think the battle of the first lines... I think that for Dallas, a team that struggles to score, they rely so heavily on that Rupe Hintz, Jason Robertson, and uh, Joel Pavelski line. Um, And for Calgary, their dominant first line, maybe the best line in hockey right now, Johnny Gaudreau, of course, leading the way, uh, Matthew Kachuk, and Elias Lindholm, who scored the game winner in game one. They have better scoring depth, but really that first line is what gets it started for them, and that will determine how far this team goes in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think this Calgary team, They, I think at the start of the season, it was quite unsure what their direction was, but I think now they are a very well-defined team. This is a team with top-end, high-octane offense, but they also have that physical edge that can make a team very successful in playoff hockey. I mean, bringing in some big bodies, they got Blake Coleman now, um, they have uh, Oscar Shillington. Uh, Zadorov has also been very good back there for him, and, you can, and as you mentioned, Matthew Kachuk. I mean, he probably leads And of course, Luch. Yeah, yeah I mean, Luch has Luch turned each. into a decent fourth-line hockey player. You know, he's extended his career longer than I thought he would. So. Yeah, he fits in well there. So I, I think that this team, of course, coached by Daryl Sutter. I mean, this is a playoff-hardened team. I think that they're ready to make a deep run. Well, for me, guys, surprise, surprise, being a former goaltender myself, uh-huh. uh, I'm looking at the goaltenders, man. Uh, the battles of the, the Jakes, right? Jacob Markstrom versus uh, Jake Ottinger. What a season by uh, Markstrom, right? Last year, coming over as a free agent, it was he's a little bit off, right? 
This year, he was lights out. I mean, you look at his, his GAA, 2.22. Yeah. He was in there with safe percentage. He led the league in nine shutouts, right? Yeah. And he gets a shutout, game one. But Ottinger is also a goalie who's starting to sort of come into his own. We weren't sure if he was going to take the, the reins of the number one job. He did. And he's also played pretty well down the stretch. So I'm looking at the goaltending in this matchup. Yeah, uh, Ottinger is going to have to stand on his head to give them a chance. Um, hard to see him out-dueling Markstrom, though. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like game one, one nothing Calgary. I mean, that's not the kind of game Calgary would have won last year or the year before. I mean, that's a very Sutter kind of win. And, you know, Markstrom gets the shutout, as you mentioned. Uh, it's going to be a tough series for Dallas, I think. Mark, let's stay in your home province for the last series of the playoffs here. The Edmonton Oilers take on the LA Kings. Yeah, let's fire it up. Highway 2, pedal to the metal, less than two hours if you really want to get there. Should be a good series. Your pick? I think it's got to be the Oilers in six. I don't like picking the Oilers. I don't like cheering for the Oilers. I don't like the Oilers, but uh, you can't deny that star power. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's been tough for the Oilers to win a playoff round, but I think they'll get it done this year also in six. I'm saying Oilers in five. I'm not going to redo that after uh, game one. I'm going to stick with it. We're, we're keeping it honest, right, boys? We're keeping yeah, it yeah, real. keeping it honest. Okay, so I said, originally I said Oilers in five, and I'm sticking with it. Well, they only got to win three in a row now, so it's uh, well within the realm of possibility. Mark, uh, where do you want to start? Okay, I think we have to start with uh, the key to this series being center ice position. And both teams, uh, embarrassment of riches, really. Uh, Oilers, obviously, with two of the best players in the world. You got Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisel anchoring number one and two lines. I mean, that's you can't top that one-two punch. But the Kings, watch out for the Kings. You've got... Two guys that are, you know, Selkie caliber centermen, guys who have gone to the finals. Kopitar's won. Deneau took Montreal to the finals last season. And uh, I think that they can really do a decent job neutralizing uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl and keeping this series more interesting than it should be. John, what are the uh, the narratives of this series? Well, I mean, a funny one is uh, the aging goaltenders. Jonathan Quick, 36-year-old Stanley Cup champion, um, he's looked pretty good this year, and in Game 1, he looked excellent. He looked like Jonathan Quick of old, and if L.A. gets that Jonathan Quick, watch out. I mean, he's a guy who can steal a series easily. On the flip side of that, you got 40-year-old Mike Smith, another grizzled vet. Not quite the playoff experience that Jonathan Quick has, but last year, um, I know the Oilers got swept in the playoffs, but Mike Smith put on an excellent performance. It was not his fault that they lost. And, you know, in this series, he comes back in Game 2, and pitches a shutout. Um, nevertheless, I think you give the advantage to Jonathan Quick with the Stanley Cup experience. Yeah, slight edge. I also like their backup goaltender more than the Oilers' backup goaltender if it comes down to that. Absolutely. Peterson, I think, is better than Koskinen. No no doubt. We, we may not see either of those guys, but uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. There's obviously a lot of uh, top-end talent, especially on the Oilers. I mean, McDavid wins the Art Ross again. Um, but I'm looking at the depth scoring, right? And do the Oilers have enough? I know they went out and got Zach Hyman, who has a pretty good year, right? He had 54 yep. points this season. Uh, Nuge was banged up a little bit. He got 50. After that, the next highest score on the roster is uh, Yamamoto, who, who got 41 points. So I don't know about the Oilers scoring, depth scoring. I feel like we've always been talking about this. Do they have enough? One thing I do know is LA just doesn't have it right? Their depth scoring. Kopitar led the team with 67 points this year. I have to say, Adrian Kempe, what a season, right? 35 goals. 
Um, who bad. had him pegged for that? He was flying in game one right? to watch out uh, for him. Deneau showed that he can score again. 26 was, goals, a career high. Unbelievable yeah. for Phil uh, We'll see if Arvinson can get healthy. I think he missed game one, right? Uh, I love Trevor Moore. Uh, he had 48 points this season, but after that, it falls off. Uh, I know they have some good young players. I don't think they're ready to step up for this playoff. Um, but how about Dustin Brown, right? It's the last season. Uh, he's announced he's going to retire. So who knows? Maybe they'll win it for Dustin, right? Maybe the Kings are down for Brown. Unfortunately, I think Brown is going down. And uh, Jeff, another big scoring threat you failed to mention, Evander Kane. Uh, he was pretty good down the stretch and physical hockey in the playoffs. I think you've got to watch out for him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a big piece of the puzzle. They picked him up for a reason. Going to be a fun series. Which one do you guys think is going to be the best of the first round of the playoffs this year? Oh, man, there's so many good series. But for me, it's got to be Toronto and Tampa Bay. I think that's going to be a seven-game series. And the winner of that series could go on to, you know, make a run for the Cup. So I I love the Pens and the Rangers. I love that series. I feel like they're kind of evenly matched. Uh, I think it's going to be a great one. And game one seems to suggest that. no doubt. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, just seeing how the uh, St. Louis Blues and Minnesota Wild Series plays out. I think that's going to be fantastic. Yeah, that may be one of the more competitive ones for sure. Oh, it's just great. I mean, isn't this a great time of year, boys? It sure is. Well, everybody, enjoy uh, the first round of the playoffs, and we shall return. We shall return. We'll be back in the near future. Yes, we will break with tradition, and we will analyze the second round series, so stay tuned for that. But meanwhile, enjoy these great first round series. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you had yourselves a time. Delighted.